0: Don't care. Just cover the spread. Now here's Aton Shander.
1: One of the odds Fox Sports Radio, the gambler, Aton Shander, at Shander Show is how you get me on Twitter. So a couple of things that you can look at moving forward, and Dave Lockwood's going to join us this show is is Evan Macy from Philly Voice. So Dave's back with us, awesomeo.com. He's got something really cool going on with the simulations and that's kind of where i feel like is a pretty good place for us to begin trying to determine how many people and and really how much of a activity let's look at it like that this has become and it's we knew that there were going to be people out there watching twitch has been pretty popular for a reason so we knew that you're going to have a influx of people just watching video games. So it would stand to reason that you would find more people betting and finding a way to bet. League of Legends was already introduced as something you could bet on with DraftKings and other places in the global markets, if you will. But now, I don't know what you could really pull outside of just waiting and waiting for these apps and these books to open up gaming. We see soccer stop. I know the Premier League is aiming to try to get back there and in some regard, close as humanly possible to the end of June or, pardon me, the end of May. But this is really about, if you think about this, how much are you betting? How much are you truly betting on games like League of Legends? Like the uh, I forget culture or counterpoint, sh- counterstrike. That's what it is. Sorry, counterstrike. Uh, and here, Lochran's got this thing going on at awesomo.com, and this is really what I was leading into is not so much League of Legends or Counterstrike, a game that I couldn't even pull off the top of my head here. but it's more about this 2K simulation. So if you look at it there's a bracket going on right now and they're simulating matchups in 2K20. They've got some of the best teams in NBA history. It's already underway. You can still enter and play along every day. They have a partnership up with an app and the daily challenges right here as well at Awesome. So the next one, well there's one going on actually right now that started March 21st through Sunday April 5th and I'll give you an example of what's happening because we are now March 30th. So tonight is the eighth game in the first round that puts the 2010-11 Bulls versus the 85-86 Celtics. That's the Derrick Rose Bulls and that Celtics team. So the Bulls team beat the heat squad that won it the following year and the celtics are the ones that'll take them on come on 85 86 celtics really there's no way that they go down in this game right see this is what you do you bet on this stuff you can bet now i don't know if there are props on this but you can win a bunch including you know ten thousand dollars first prize you can get a year-long subscription you can do a bunch. And I think if you start to look at simulation, it's a little bit different. And, no, I'm not going down the road of, well, it's a computer. You can't, you're betting on video poker. Save it. But what you can do is try some way to look at how the simulations work. And that's why you don't get many conversations about simulations. Well, we went to the simulation, and we got upsets seven out of ten times simulation is usually based off of chalk. Simulation, for the most part, it takes a lot to keep these things tight if there's this wide gap. I mean, just do it on your own. You could theoretically go ahead and simulate this. Now, again, you'd have to get it specifically to the actual settings. You'd have to make sure that the settings for what Osmo is doing, same settings that you're doing, and I looked and I didn't find anything on there, but there is something, I guess, to, well, if you went full-on and you made it as difficult as you could, you didn't change any of the sliders at all, and you just went straight up, difficult matchup, Bulls against a an, an historic Celtics team with legends on it. And no knock on that Bulls squad, but what are we really talking about? That's a first-round matchup. That's one that you would get. But again, this thing here, they won a preliminary. So they must have done something right in that preliminary game. I just don't know that Derek Rose, Luol Deng, Omer Ashik, Brian Scalabrini, Joe Kim Noah, Carlos Boozer, Kirk Heinrich, are you putting your weight on this? That's the team. That's going to knock off the 85-86 Celtics? Are we serious? I'll give you the starting line. Forget the bench. I'll give you the starting lineup. I mean, no. It's, no. Sorry. When you're talking about a team with Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Walton was coming off the bench at that time, but they didn't need him to do much. Greg Kite backup young center Rick Carlisle on that team is what a rookie Danny Ainge no no I'm sorry I mean this team was pretty successful that year and maybe most importantly ran through a bunch of really good teams so I don't get how you would turn around and say after beating the Rockets remember and it was 4-2 but before that they cruise through the Eastern Conference. They lost one game that year in the Eastern Conference. Only to go 4-2 in the NBA Finals. Nope, sorry. Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. That's your starting five. I, What am I missing here? You wouldn't even need a bench. That starting five could beat the top nine guys of the Bulls team. Now, it's a simulation. So, while I do believe you're going to see a lot of chalk in these simulations, and they're not the only ones doing this by any means, what I do find fascinating is where, in fact, you would see the upset. Like, where exactly are the upsets coming? They had prelim, uh, me, preliminary rounds, and they tried to expand it, and that's where you had the bulls like a play-in, if you look at it. There's a play-in game. Now, you can argue whatever you want about the play-ins. Those things are done already. But, in fact, I don't know. Maybe I need to text Dave ahead of time. How in the world did the 10-11 Bulls beat the 97-98 Jazz? That doesn't make any sense. All right, see, the problem now is I don't know what exactly was going on with the settings. And we've got so much to talk to Dave about in the second hour. Trust me. And I'll do my best. But how in the world? Think about this. We just went through that Bulls team. We just, Derek Rose was the MVP that year. I get it. So maybe the only scenario I would accept is Rose dropped 50 and it's one game. It's not a series. But that Jazz team, that 97-98 Jazz team, Outside of going up against, oh, I don't know, the best basketball player to ever play outside of a center. That's insane that they would lose to this Bulls team. That's what I don't get. That's not a chalk. That's an upset. That's an upset right there. So as much as I would lay heavy on this and say, well, yeah, okay, chalk for the most part is going to win. Look, our Sixers, the fourth game of the first round, and this is all again on awesomo.com. Dave Loughran is going to join us coming up. In, I'd say about 40 minutes. Evan Macy's going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. But the Sixers were there. The Sixers were in that playing round and got beat. Sixers, that 001 squad, Allen Iverson led, that squad Larry Brown coached, lost to the 86 87 Lakers. Now, I don't have the final. But I do know that, okay, I I can at least accept that. The play-in round, though, for the Sixers was beating that 95-96 Sonics team. This is a really cool idea. In fact, if you want to extend your fantasy, and I don't mean whatever fantasy you're living out. I mean, if you want to extend your ability to play fantasy football, Madden streams are going on as well. I know FanDuel, DraftKings, these people are doing the streams that way, and there's something to that where you can connect it, because I'm looking at this right now on an app where I can play a free roll, a $10,000 free roll, and it's off a Madden stream. Now, this is where it gets interesting. What are the odds, Aton Shander, Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. You have a free roll. It starts tonight at 7 o'clock. Again, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Niners-Chiefs, but it's running Madden. Chalk is always going to play out, I think, when you're talking about individual stats, meaning is San Francisco's defense going to shut Patrick Mahomes down? No. But is Mahomes going to be the MVP that we see him in real life? I don't know. Travis Kelsey, it's easy to have a big day with a quarterback, and hit one guy over and over again, and if that guy's getting over on the competition in Madden. I'm not saying it's easy to play Madden. I'm just saying, hey, we've seen that with human beings playing the game. So as much as I would think Patrick Mahomes would be the best selection for a captain tonight in this 7 o'clock Madden free roll, $10,000 free roll, mind you, that Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Garoppolo, Kelsey, Kittle, So, the Chiefs are going to win the game. That's what we go back to chalk. The majority of time, this is a chalk finish. The Chiefs are going to win this game. Tyreek Hill seems to be the best choice right now because I can see him getting the ball in a couple of different scenarios. I don't know if I can see that with the tight ends. The tight ends might get targeted a bunch, but Travis Kelsey is not going to outperform in this simulation. Tyreek Hill. Wow, now you have five slots to fill like a typical captain play. And after Tyreek Hill's gone, depending on where you're at, you're going to be dealing with a significant amount of money to spend. You would still roll this like a real game, right, and say, okay, Kansas City is going to put up some points, so we'll take Mahomes on our squad as well. Now, I do believe you need one more player in this one more person in Kansas City. Chalk would tell you Travis Kelsey, but they do run the football, and they have run the football, so if you wanted to play Williams, you would still need to tag another Kansas City wide receiver. Meaning, if you wanted to just go Chalk and bring in Kelsey as your third chief right now, that's fine. You could start looking at spending money elsewhere for the Niners running it back. However... If you, like I'm about to, go Williams as you're running back here in this situation, meaning it's not just going to be a shootout and a half, at that point, you have to go a little bit outside and take Sammy Watkins. All right, now we need to run this thing back. Unfortunately, we've priced ourselves out of Garoppolo, Kittle, Sanders, and Coleman. We have not, however priced ourselves out and to be fair we've priced ourselves out of Debo Samuel well the reality is is that we're going to need more than just that so Watkins stays Williams is out that's given us a little more time now to breathe a little more room to breathe we're at 4,300 we need to split that between two if you feel a route coming if you feel it in the air coming then you can take the Chiefs D now at 4,200 we need to run it back with somebody in Kansas City, and that somebody is Robbie Gould. Boy, I hate to leave 600 on the board there, but I took the Chiefs out. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Actually, you know what? Here we go. Raheem Mostert, a healthy Raheem Mostert. That's what we run with. There you go. Because at some point, they're going to get close. Uh, You know what? See, I go back and forth. Chiefs D or Raheem Mostert? We'll leave that for a second. Tyreek Hill is your captain. Robbie Gould and Debo Samuel are the two Niners that you're running it back with. You're attaching Hill to Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins. Okay. Now we have one slot left. How much? If you go with Mostert here, then you're expecting a closer game to where they are still running the football. And I know that they run a lot in real life. I don't know if that's going to be the same in a simulation. This isn't Westworld. So we do have to figure that out. Now, on top of that, that's going to be the decision I'll leave to you. Mostert or the Chiefs? You know what? I'm going Mostert. Let's roll. Let's roll. At Shander Show is how you get me. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. It's all presented by Curato Insurance. Heart Radio knows times are crazy, and we want to help with a chance at one thousand dollars. Text the nationwide keyword money M O N. God, as far as looking at odds on the global market of this ballina, I guess technically the ballina cup that host Malone is hosting with a bunch of other people, including Damian Amendola Gronk, Trevor Bauer, and Machine Gun Kelly, but. Don't worry, because Evan Macy is not here to break that down. Something much more important, which is what we're all doing right now, and that's watching a ton of TV. Think, all right, no live sports. People are out and about, but you know you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're only relegated to walking your animals in your backyard. So nobody wants to hang out in their backyard for six, seven hours a day, Evan, at Evan underscore Macy, of course, the Philly Voice, all things sports and beyond, phillyvoice.com slash sports. People, I think, are like, ah, you know, I, I, enough of this family stuff, enough of this outdoor activity stuff. Let me plop down and watch everything I can possibly consume. Netflix, Hulu, Prime, everything. And you guys have actually put together a bracket to make it easier for people to talk about these shows.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, kind of a no-brainer because our normal streaming habits as human beings have, Shot the hell, uh, you know the number of hours of TV a day that I'm consuming is like ridiculous. It would make my parents very upset with me if they weren't doing the exact same thing because right. there's really nothing else so uh, I thought that it would be interesting kind of in the theme of you know we should be watching college hoops and looking at a bracket to kind of figure out what the best show is to stream during the self quarantine and um, I, I want to differentiate that from binge watch. Uh, and from rewatchable, because those are two terms that we throw out a lot, what shows are rewatchable and what shows are binge-worthy. This is just the best show to stream right now. Because if you're anything like me, you like to watch a couple episodes of something in a day. Um, I'm not one of those people who will watch an entire season in a day. And I think a lot of people are kind of in the middle. They're like semi-automatic binge watchers. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, out there what people are what people are watching, and uh, surprisingly, the comedies are beating out the dramas. Mm. And I thought it would be the opposite.
1: Well, how much of that is because we're in the middle of a pandemic? And I'm serious. Like, no, I, I, some of yeah. it is, is light, but really, I, I mean, I wonder if people are looking at now Larry Sanders show as opposed to True Detective season one.
2: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think people don't really want to think uh right now the uh, we're breaking it down each day so that we can kind of consume all this information little by little uh, and uh, for those of you who haven't seen it we put it in four different regions the netflix region hulu prime video and, and hbo go and over in netflix it's pretty much all uh serious prestige dramas versus uh comedies right now and to my surprise voting is underway there's there's a uh, uh, close to a thousand votes now on on each show and um Arrested Development is beating the West Wing right now. Mm-hmm. The Office is beating Better Call Saul. Parks and Rec is beating Mad Men. Um, and if you had kind of walked me through the, the matchups in the bracket, maybe The Office I would have picked, but the other two dramas I would have I picked it to advance. So it's surprising to learn these viewers' habits. Well,
1: is there one show, because I, I do want to get to the HBO bracket, because I think that it was interesting. The criteria is clearly... Across the board, it's objective. It's not meant to be opinion-fueled and subjective by you guys, and, and I appreciate that. But I am curious, so far, what's the one show that you thought no way in hell it would advance? And not only did it advance, but it advanced with some gap and some lead to look back at.
2: There's a few upsets, and the way that I went around doing this is I could obviously list my 64 favorite TV shows. Sadly, I probably have 64 favorite TV shows, but then that would just be based on what Evan Macy thinks, and it would be arbitrary, and the Twitter hate would just drown me. So (laughs) I wanted to come up with a methodology, so I went on Rotten Tomatoes, and we got six-seed Curb Your Enthusiasm against three-seed Sopranos in the second round, and that is just like unbelievable sophie's choice maybe two of my favorite shows of all time i don't really think much has surprised me yet but i'm being surprised as we're getting into the second round and um, a lot of chalk is advancing and a lot of upset comedies are beating those uh favorited dramas and uh, hopefully everybody who's listening and watching can hop on and vote and give us your comments so that we get this thing right
1: right so let's look at that what's the easiest place for people to vote, it's the Twitter poll that's happening, but you can also vote on, well, you can vote online on the column. So I'm looking at the latest one, which is the Netflix that was posted today. Again, phillyvoice.com slash, well, you can just look at it right there and look at the first one that's up with the HBO Go and now Netflix. So you can just vote right here on the box. I just did this right now, Breaking Bad over Stranger Things.
2: Yes, there you go. That would be my vote, too. I think Breaking Bad is the Netflix juggernaut. But when we have a possible Breaking Bad office matchup, and then you think to yourself, which do you prefer to watch? I don't know. Breaking Bad is a really big investment of, like, energy. And, I mean, you're right. It's one of those shows that is kind of ugly, and we don't want ugliness right now. So maybe maybe The Office is, is the show that outdated slapstick humor
1: yeah i wonder uh, but here's the thing i wonder who who that saw both shows who who has watched breaking bad and watched stranger things would sit there without somebody else holding a gun to their head and saying no vote stranger things who would vote stranger things in this poll
2: over breaking bad assuming you've seen both shows that i don't understand yeah i'm with you i'm with you some of them really tough uh, uh, i'm a big west wing fan and i kind of thought that that was going to have its way in the second round and it's getting absolutely bludgeoned right now it's like down Whoa. 70 to 30 i'm shocked and i guess yeah to arrested development i thought arrested development was weak when it was on netflix you know uh, the first few seasons were fantastic but politics who who wants to sit and watch anything political i, I get it
1: yeah although I thought that that Martin Sheen commercial about senior health insurance would reignite a lot of people for voting for west wing do you know do you know that commercial
2: uh yes, yes, I have, and actually i don 't want to get too political, but there was um there's this great podcast that just wrapped up the West Wing weekly and i I listened to it I was a a bit of a wing nut. I love that nice. show. I love Aaron Sorkin. They recapped each episode they actually had the casting crew members on, and they did deep dives and it was really entertaining, and it seemed like the show was kind of getting a new life of rewatching uh, on Netflix just because the political climate right now is so awful. Right. And the West Wing is kind of this idealistic, you know, fantasy land where everybody gets along and, you know, where people are public servants and they do a good job and they care about their job. And so, you know, there's some escapism too, where like maybe wanting to care about. You know, a a science teacher making methamphetamine <laughs> takes your mind off coronavirus, and I, I can I can see that too. So
1: that's going to be the big battle, clearly in the Netflix round, which will be moving forward. Breaking Bad, and then taking on the two seed. Well, no, not the two seed. I'm sorry, The Office is a six seed, but The Office is a, is a juggernaut, and I wonder. Look, I I never saw. I actually I shouldn't say that. I watched the first season of Better Call Saul and I I just left. It's not because I hated it. It's not because I just I, I don't know. It it did not jump out. So I could see the office in a landslide, but then again, as I look at it now, Evan, it's 80 to 20. But I do wonder Jeez. <laughs> how many other factors, right? I, I wonder if it's just, okay, the office, I mean, I, my fiancé teaches eighth grade, and they know line for line, the office, because it's been constantly repurposed everywhere, and, and kids are watching this show like you and I were watching it when it was on the air, and now like you and I are still watching Seinfeld however many years off the year. But I don't know how much of Better Call Saul getting its ass kicked is actually because it, it was a, a decent to maybe good show, but not,
2: nothing great. Yeah, I think there's a sweet spot. I think a show that's currently airing new episodes is not going to have a big enough following. Um, As much as I love the Larry Sanders show, I think it's one of the goat comedies of all time. I watched it all the way through maybe two years ago, and it was just fantastic. I don't think that's got enough juice in the HBO bracket because it's, you know, old. It's from the early 90s. I think that the sweet spot is a show that kind of has two separate audiences, among millennials, millennials are our voters. They're our readers. So you got the you know thirty somethings like me and you, and then you got the younger people who are watching it on Netflix. And I think you got to have like those two cycles of viewers, uh, uh, you know, to have enough popularity. I think that's what I'm learning. It's got to have like the the double uh, the double firepower from the two different demographics that both bonded over it. Seinfeld okay. might I don't know. I thought Seinfeld would run away, but the <laughs> There's a chance that Seinfeld doesn't, doesn't advance as far as I thought because it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's, it's a little bit dated. Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you have anybody who's watching who's binging Seinfeld right now?
1: No, I don't know if anybody is binging it like that, but I do wonder if it's still on so much. See, this is in Hulu, right? So Yeah.
2: I wonder if. But it's if, also on every It's on everywhere. On,
1: yeah. TBS. TBS right w whatever channel it is yeah right so i wonder if this is the reverse you know normally it's like oh yeah you cut the cord and a show you know you're going to see more people watching it like the office is still on regular tv but all the kids are watching it on their apps and phones wherever they are through netflix so that's where i think the office at the very least doesn't lose anything by transitioning if not gaining more popularity i wonder if seinfeld to your point evan who is, who is signing up, going on Hulu, seeking out Seinfeld when you can watch it anywhere? And to be fair, it's not like there are crap shows outside of Seinfeld. There are some good shows on Hulu as well.
2: Yeah, I think Seinfeld and the office on TV, I know there's blocks on Comedy Central where they play, like, The Office, and they play Parks and Rec, and they play South Park just right. over and over again, hour hour-long blocks. If that's on – Modern Family is another one that's, that does that a lot. Uh, if that's – if I'm working and I want something on in the background, I have a cable subscription because I work in sports. I have to. And if there's no sports on and I, and I have cable TV, I'll put on one of those blocks of shows. But that's like – if you're going to seek out a show, I don't know if you're going to seek out one of these shows. If you're going to pay attention, I don't know if you're going to pay attention. And the question is how many people are out of work and paying attention as opposed to people who have it on in the background right now because there's a lot right. of different situations people are dealing with. The one thing that unites us all is that we're all streaming. <laughs> yep. it's, it's crazy. We're all streaming. And uh, the reason I really like this poll is because most people have seen most shows. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I was trying to think of different fields to do a bracket on, and it's hard to come up with something where most people are familiar with most of the things. There's so, so let's many look. movies, there's so many video games, et cetera. But TV works.
1: Yeah, you're right. And and to be fair, I think even sports video games, as wide and as popular as they are in our world, it doesn't reach people that just will, oh, stumble on this or see you tweet it or somebody else retweet it. And, again, Evan Macy joining us at Evan underscore Macy, the Philly Voice at the Philly Voice, com slash sports. But, I, you know, that's where I think somebody who may not even follow you or follow me or Kemsky or Kyle or Mullen or anybody and sees it because they follow somebody who does, they're going to be engaged in this. Oh, yeah, I watched the Larry Sanders show. Nah, not as good as Sex in the City. Boom.
2: Yeah, sure, and it's also got a little bit of a sport element because it's something that I can cover and analyze. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's not a lot of that going on. We actually talked about the West Wing briefly. The West Wing went up against Orange Is the New Black in the first round, and it got fifty point two percent of the vote. Orange Is the New Black had forty nine point eight. Wow, uh, which is a difference of like a handful of, of votes. Oh. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy that some of these are really narrow. But but it's interesting because on Slack, which is our inter-office chatting uh, uh, application, I'm talking with the other sports guys, and we're looking at these numbers, and we're debating it, and we're each trying to predict who's going to move on and stuff like that, and it's just kind of fun to do that, even if it's as trivial as what TV shows people happen to like. It's something that we don't have control over that we can try to explain what happens afterwards. That's the void we're trying to fill right now. We miss it. so. Right. You know this
1: helps a little I get it it's fun too, and, and you 're right. There is that element of recap that I guess we 're so used to it 's entrenched in who we are as sports people. looking at the HBO Go one was the difficult one and look, Matt Mullen will tell you that i don 't know my ass from my elbow when it comes to TV, so I know that there are plenty of people out there, even people that I consider friends that don 't respect a word that I say about television, but I was shocked. At a lot of the. Now, first off, I get that you couldn't put certain shows, and you mentioned Game of Thrones just made it in there because 86%. Westworld didn't get it, and I get it because a lot of people didn't like it. It was difficult to figure out in the first season. They bailed. True Detective, let's be honest, the first season was epic, and everything else from that was not. And I'm surprised Entourage, like, that's the one show that I was surprised even by using. Your rating system with Rotten Tomatoes, Evan, I was shocked Entourage was not in this.
2: And our 16th seed in HBO was Sex in the City, which actually put up a really tight battle with the Larry Sanders show, the one seed. I think they were within one percentage point. Um, The voting just ended on that today. And, uh, you know, the, the the last team in, you know how they do that in the, in the brackets. Yep. The, the teams, I mean, maybe I should have done the play-in because you had entourage <laughs> that must it. you. Know, Sex and the City just got in as, as the last seed. I know that's a very important show as far as, like, the history of television and a lot of female viewers are obsessed with it. And, uh, I don't know, it didn't beat Larry Sanders. So maybe it would have been interesting to have an entourage Entourage might beat Larry Sanders, honestly. That would have been a very interesting sixteen to one seed, but it was really difficult for me to fight my impulses because somebody <laughs> would have researched this and somebody would have said, you know, Entourage has two point two percentage points lower of, you know, right. positive reviews than sex and the city. Why is it in or et cetera, et cetera. So I just went with the numbers. But yeah, there's a lot of shows that were left off. We did the best that we could. We understand that you' A lot of people disagree. Tell us you disagree. We'll fight with you. We have nothing sure. better to
1: do. Not at all, and you've got some pretty good people lined up to fight. So I think Kemsky throws haymakers. So let's look. One thing that I didn't watch, Silicon Valley, not because I didn't like it or anything like that. I just never got to it. But I've seen really great reviews. I've seen that it's smart, it's funny, and it moves fast for a comedy, which is great. Boardwalk Empire, I watched every single second of that show. I did not like it after the second season. Coincidentally or not, when Jimmy Dormity dies, I felt like the show kind of fell off. But I'm shocked that Boardwalk Empire, A, was rated so high on Rotten Tomatoes, and then, B, edged out Silicon Valley. I really was actually
2: surprised there, too. I thought that would be a tight tight battle. I think V, the Louis Dream show where she's vice president, 14, I thought that was yeah. one of the better comedies in the last 10, 15 years. More of a fight. It was a fantastic show. It's, it's tough. It's, I guess you can't, in HBO, I guess you really can't unseat their dramas very easily. They have a huge following.
1: Yes, that's a great way to put it, is each one of these shows, because it's just like Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles. You've got people that will tell you Oz, Sopranos, Deadwood. The Wire, the best show you've ever seen, and no, there's no debate. I mean, people will argue within HBO about which of the HBO shows are the best shows of all time. So I don't know when it would be, and I'm looking at this. I think it would be, unfortunately, it would have to be in in the finals to see who represents the bracket, which actually would be a hell of a matchup. But it looks like that's what we would have to do to get the four seed, The Wire, up against the three-seed Sopranos. And oh, let's just imagine. fast forward.
2: Holy what moly. happens there, Evan? Uh, I think we've, we've been talking in, uh, amongst ourselves, and Matt and I or Kyle and I, once it gets that deep, we're going to throw up persuasive essays. I think we're going to both make some point-counterpoint arguments to try to argue about these. I would go Sopranos. Uh, I think Matt Mullen would go The Wire. I think a lot of people would go The Wire. Sopranos is just so rewatchable. It's just so fantastic. It's like this incredible look at mental illness. This incredible look at relationships. I, I, I could see you're talking all day about these shows. I just one thing that that I just want to circle back to because I just thought of it with Boardwalk Empire, and I don't know how this plays in, but I wonder if there's a geography bias because I thought Always Sunny in Philadelphia really, really overperformed. Yeah. And we're the we're Philly Voice. We we typically cover Philly sports. And so I'm imagining that there's a big base of locals that are voting. So maybe always sunny in in the Hulu bracket which just absolutely destroyed Veronica Mars got like 80%. It's going up against Lost in the second round and it'll probably beat Lost and then we'll have Always Sunny and Seinfeld. I think Always Sunny overperformed. I wonder if the Atlantic City With so many South Jersey people uh, as our loyal readers and followers, I wonder if that had something to do with Boardwalk Empire. I I had to circle back to that because there's definitely a disproportionate number of voters that are in the Philly area. And so uh, if you're not in the Philly area, we apologize for that. So make your voice heard and tell us we're stupid. But, yeah, that's I think that had to play a role. You know,
1: there are people, you know whose show you're on, right? There are people listening simply just to wait to tell me that I'm stupid, and now you're inviting it on you? Evan, be careful what you wish for.
2: Uh, it, it, this was all Eitan's idea, actually. And, um, uh, yeah, he's he's actually feeding me these, these storylines. You know, don't don't blame me, guys
1: that's right all right brother i appreciate it at evan underscore macy again all things sports and beyond of course for the philly voice phillyvoice.com slash sports at the philly voice joining us on the dr glatt regrow your hairline dr paul glatt philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor thank you sir yep
2: have a good one hopefully we get some golf weather soon i'm
1: waiting you know it you're the first person <laughs> i'm calling <laughs> <Thanks>, yes <Yeah>, same <laughs> thanks evan all right so. all right have a good one you got it brother what are the odds, Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, at Shander Show on Twitter, presented by Curato Insurance. And as we were talking, and again, go to the bracket, you can see it. I'm looking at this text, and I'm thinking, wait a second. This can't be Is Rob, of course, in the house, hanging out with us, as he is. I'm here. Taking care of business, making sure that we are on the air. We're grateful for you. Now, is this, you just binge-watched all of Breaking Bad in a week. I sure did. Is that the first time you've seen it?
3: That is my first time ever watching Breaking oh, Bad.
1: wow. All right, good. So how much time do we have here? About five minutes or so, right? Yeah, let's talk. Okay. Now, we'll probably have to carry this over into tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, Because I don't know if we'll have enough time to dissect everything. And you know me, I can't do anything in under five minutes anyway. So <laughs> what's the first and foremost? This is difficult, and I'm going to equate it to the hangover. I caught The Hangover, I think, two or three years after it was out because everybody came up to me like that drunk dude hanging on you at 2.30 in the morning at the bar. Oh, my God, it's the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like, whoa, 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 it can't be the best thing. I went and I saw it a couple of years later, and the first Hangover is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on film, and it lived up to people saying, yo, you got to check this out. With that said, Rob, hmm Did Breaking Bad live up, and not necessarily to your hype, but to the people's hype that were telling you, yo, yo, you got to watch the show. It's the best thing out there.
3: I think it overly exceeded what people were telling me. I thought that was one of the best shows that I slept on, and I'm so angry that I didn't watch it when it was on TV.
1: Okay, well, I, I I buried the lead because the main show that I slept on due to this, and a lot of it had to do with when I was living in D.C., Years ago, when it was out live, well, not live live, but you know, out on the air, was The Wire. Okay, so I I purposely avoided it because I'm like, nah, man, there's no way. Because people were telling me, oh, you got to watch it, and I'm thinking, all right, it's a movie. You're like, it's Hollywood. Come on, man, there's no. And then all of a sudden, I, I watch it, and I and I'm glad that I didn't watch it when it first came out, and I waited because I was I'm older yeah. and I was able to truly understand how difficult it is to make a show like that where it's dialogue. Yep. I mean the wire was dialogue. Yeah. And the show is genius. It's it's one of the most incredible pieces of art ever put on screen and for me it's the best drama ever out there because I didn't it, it never cheapened with TNA or somebody you know huge expl- 30 million dollars worth of explosions. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. even the docs upset people because you actually had to think and tie things together so that's where i'm like blown away that you feel this way about breaking bad because i i didn't have the opportunity to binge breaking bad that's one of the few shows that i was watching live every time it happened but it's tough and think about it you how how late are you on the show now uh what you mean like when did breaking i, I bad think it ended it came it went off tv in
3: 2016 If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. it was like September 16 was the last episode. No, 13. 13? Yeah, man. Wow, I thought it was 16. Okay, I'm really far behind.
1: Think about this. How old are you now?
3: I'm 26.
1: Okay, so you're 19 years old when this show came off the air. Even in the seven years... You're you've grown, you've matured. Yep. You're able to consume television in a different way. So it, it doesn't mean like better, worse, whatever. It doesn't mean hey, you don't you have to wait for every show until you're 40 to watch. But I just think in that seven year span, you probably have grown to appreciate television more. Yeah, no, I definitely
3: you 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 watch it with a different eye. Like you said, it's now that I'm I'm more mature and I can say hey, actually, by being in TV and radio, you get to to like really experience it in a different way also just appreciate it like what they did on tv how did they make me feel that way knowing that this is just a scripted television show and i just felt i felt like i was walter white I'm not going to lie, I thought yeah. I was out there A chemistry teacher just turned Into this crazy criminal I would go to sleep at night eight times <laughs> And think that I was like I had like a meth lab somewhere that I had to Like hide from the world and I came Into work and I didn't want nobody to know That I was just <laughs> this guy I, It was really messing with my head that's Breaking al- Bad breaking uh,
1: was crazy Oh my goodness, that's hilarious All right, so Who was the most memorable Outside of Walter White and Jesse uh-huh. Who was the character that you'll remember the most?
3: That's a hard one. I would, I don't know. I guess if I were to put a name on it, it would probably be Hank,
2: okay. which is
3: Walter's brother-in-law. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, I, I say that because I thought it was a pivotal moment when he found out, what was going on? I still don't want to say everything because there's a lot of people that haven't no, watched the you show. You can spoil. I, it's seven okay.
1: years off I mean, the air. I, I would feel bad because no. I, get, I get, all right. So put it on me. If anybody has a beef, it's, <laughs> it's on me. If you haven't watched the show in seven years. That's on you. So uh, yeah, I think for me, like when I watched it,
3: and, and I know I don't know if you recall everything from the show, but oh, yeah. when when Walt, when Hank actually found the book in the bathroom, yep. and yep. it he it registered to him that this whole time. Walter was the guy that he was looking for based off of some initials in a book. And when that hit him and like everything changed from there and he was the pursuit, I think that's what changed me because I was like, you seen a different light. You seen Hank turn around and say, Oh, you got me in a car crash for a certain reason because of this. And because you didn't want me to be here. And you've been literally avoiding me because you know, every move I'm going to make because I've been telling you. Yep. So it's just like, that I think he was one of my, I would say, favorite characters or outside of the, the two main sure. characters. And then it did hurt. Like, like, the line when he said, like, you're the smartest guy I know, but you're too stupid to realize that he made his mind up 10 minutes ago and then he just shot him in the head. And it yep. was just like, this is it. Yep. <laughs> I just, my mouth was dropped. Like, I just didn't understand what was going on. And it, it, it's just a lot. It's too many things in there. Like, even from, I guess, the bodyguard, like... um uh, Lavelle Crawford's character and and uh where, where it comes in the better call saw I heard you guys talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah yeah um like those two were pivotal because you know more information was given to Hank based on the bodyguard. Like it was just like hey this is what you can do to kind of trap him to trap Walter into giving you the information that you need just by the money in the barrel situation that he that he spoke on. And it was just like everything came together and then when his his wife Like turned on him and it was just like get out be done with it and then he was a loner like he did all that for his family Selfishly at the same time because he was it was greed and he was like obsessed with his work But at the same time it was just like now I'm at my low point because I did all this I have all this money, but I have nobody
1: Oh, man, you know That's one of the more under discussed relationships when you just talk about the show and we didn't even have time We'll keep talking about this now moving forward the next couple of days. But we didn't even have time to go deep into it. That's just, again, the first character I I mentioned, and that's the connection and the relationship that you brought up. It's so under-discussed, yet it's such a key element and theme throughout. And, man, you're right. I mean, Dean Norris, the guy who plays him, is is fantastic, and you could see the range when things change with him. I'm happy. I'm so happy that not only you caught on that show, but you enjoyed it to the level you did. I feel like the people around me when I was doing the wire thing three years ago and, and kind of talking about it in the summer. So we, we'll talk about this more. All right? and, yeah,
3: and I was going to say, I know yes. we're getting ready to go, but I I was going to say, that's funny. Uh, would you say his name was, Hank's real name? Dean Norris. Dean Norris. So it's funny because I, I know him from Claws. I don't know if you ever watched it on no. TBS. He. He has a show with Niecy Nash. Oh, yeah. And he, he's Uncle Daddy in that show. So it's like, I'm like, I knew him from that character. And then when I start watching Breaking Bad, I'm like, that's that's Uncle Daddy from Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> so it's like everybody, it, it all comes together because he's such a good actor. And it's just like, well, this is, his, I think this was probably his defining role because Breaking Bad was one of the biggest TV series back when it was out. so Correct. I'm just like, yeah, we'll definitely keep talking about it. This show is still fresh on my mind, so we can talk about anything.
1: (laughs) Awesome, brother. I love it. All right, so we'll be back Tuesday edition. What are the odds? Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. We've got a bunch still coming up here in the second hour. Dave Lockman's going to join us, and there's a ton with – what you can bet on, on top of just being actual human beings, there's a lot of simulation as well. Fox Sports Radio The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance.
0: iHeart Radio brings you new to view streaming edition.
1: Disney has announced they'll be adding Pixar's Onward to their Disney Plus just to kill two hours a night here. So, with that said, we're going to expand and try to get odds on everything, talk about what's happening outside the world of sports since there really isn't anything going on from a bunch of different TV shows. And we do that bringing back Dave Lochran, Of course, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Loughy underscore D. And Dave's all over Sirius XM weekends, 3 to 5 Eastern time awesomeo.com at awesomeo underscore com is i can follow on twitter dave it's always a pleasure my friend first off hopefully everything is all right with you and yours yeah man you as
0: well we're safe you know uh a little <laughs> stir crazy it's a wild time to be alive right now and uh i'll tell you what it, if we get through this doing radio and and somehow manage to pull it off there there's no question that uh Anything that's thrown at us going forward is going to be easy, right? I mean, we're yes. Some of the stuff that 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 I'm talked that I've been discussing, some of the stuff that we've come up with at awesomeo.com Never in a million years did I think I'd be talking about that. Never in a million years did I think DraftKings would be giving away fifty thousand dollars to first place in a League of Legends tournament.
1: It's insane. <laughs> All right, so let's look at that real quick. What has been the most uh, like the farthest departure? from the norm that you would normally talk about on Awesomo, Sirius in your daily life when it comes to sports? Like what's the most, the farthest departure of a topic that you found yourself bringing up on a show thinking, my goodness, this is like the most extreme example of what you just laid out. So I'm, I'm a strange
0: person to begin with. I like to get off topic, right? I, 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 I'm I that's
1: why I like you, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly fine leaving the reservation. when love it full swing but uh I mean hell it's also about dude we're doing NBA 2k simulation games giving away big prizes and stuff and we're commentating on fake basketball games in a bracket style <laughs> tournament between all of the classic teams that you can find it is remarkably fun though I'll tell you what like it actually restores some sense of normalcy back in my life and to all the people that you know that come and check it out each night uh but yeah the there, God, there's, you, you look at some of the things that, that people are wagering on and I, I, I thought about dipping my toes into the water and then you realize some of this stuff, I just have no idea. Like League of Legends, I, yeah. I, I suppose I could learn it. We have projections now at Osimo for League of Legends, but I have no idea how any
1: of that stuff works. See, that's the thing is – you almost have to trust somebody like yourself at com, a betting service. If you even, you know, think of that as far as providing some sort of subscription where people are telling you to go and you probably end up betting like, you know, 52% on NFL anyway. So I, I don't even know where to begin because I feel like I'd have a better chance just because it's sport. Like I'd have a better chance, Dave, if you gave me 10 days and nothing but, T- you know 10 days to learn cricket or uh, Australian football or something that I've never really watched from start to end as opposed to if you gave me two months to figure out League of Legends I'm with you like from a betting standpoint I'm with you 100% <laughs> uh, it, it, for sure there it, it is I'm
0: sure it's something that that we could both figure out but the, the issue with me even even during the quarantine dealing with all of this right like, I'm, I'm not sure. I just don't have any interest in it. And I need to have you know, one might say, well, yeah, aren't you interested in money. Sure. But it's so I don't see how I could get into it. And I've got some buddies. I got people I work with that have said, you should check it out. It's fun. Maybe I will just to see what it is. But I'm having trouble with that. On the other hand, though, you ask, what's the craziest thing? I mean, two weeks ago, I'm betting on on Mexican League soccer. Yep. With not a single person or player that, or team that I've ever heard of. So, I, you know, it, we've definitely gone off the deep end.
1: Well, I was applying the 3 a.m. tennis parlay method to <laughs> Mexican soccer, and I think there was a, a Russian you Stay league. up for it? Well, no. What I would do is I'd, I'd look and see, all right, who is up like 1-0, right, at least, And just parlay three or four, if I could, soccer games where I was taking live action where at least one team, you know, every team was up at least one goal. And it worked a little more. You know, we only had about three or four days, I feel like, of doing that. And I wasn't placing any serious money on this thing. But it's crazy because I was basically just doing that, setting it and forgetting it and hoping it would hit. But even if I took advantage of, like, FanDuel's Watch Live on a soccer match, yeah, I, I know soccer. I can follow soccer, but I have, like you said, I have no freaking clue who even the most popular player on the field would
0: be. I know. Look look at the DraftKings lobby, not the DraftKings Sportsbook, but, but the DFS DraftKings lobby. They've got LOL, League of Legends. Now, that's been around for a while. Then they have this C-G-G-O Counter-Strike. Uh, I, I'm, I guess it's the video game, right? I'm yes. Assuming. Yeah, Counter-Strike, yeah. right. Okay, this is Counter Strike. Uh, yeah, Counter Strike, and then one of the contests is Counter Strife. Uh, but oh, yeah, okay. okay. So Counter Strike, uh, Rocket League is yeah. another.
1: one. Are you familiar with Rocket League? I think it's basically like soccer, but you—it's robots that are kicking the ball around. Correct. It's ridiculous. Okay. Now, is that hard to play? I
0: don't know. I I I I, <laughs> my, I work with. I do shows every day with with somebody, uh, Josh Engelman, part of Awesome Moment, and he said you got. He hasn't been playing the DFS, but when, when we mentioned Rocket League, he's like, you got to check it out. You know, oh, my it's, goodness. It's
1: actually wildly I enjoyable. That. I didn't realize that. I guess if there's money, let I me mean, think about this, right? It's money. Think, yeah. It's different. It's not like we have much going on with basketball live action anyway. So, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't feel like – it's a difficult game to watch and understand. It's not like you know, you're know you waiting for a team of people to knock out uh, four other people in some shoot 'em up game, right? It, it feels like this is pretty much finite and just a soccer game with robots, but I didn't realize you can bet on that. I, I had no
0: idea, but I know there's goals and I just threw one on right now. Just put a video on it. I'm watching this just to see what... what
1: Rocket League. There's,
0: there's soccer balls 400 feet in the air. There's there's cars flipping, you know, 15 stories high in a, in a, I don't know, know, man, but uh, now you can wager real money on Rocket League. And it's just, it's, it's almost sad to see, you know, a flourishing lobby on DraftKings and on the sports books and on FanDuel, you know, everything from, from PGA to NBA to NFL to MLB. And now it's like, all video games. And, you know, I thought about this the other day. Do you know how much better this would have been if it happened in, say, July? Because the NBA finals are are over. right? Uh, Yeah, it's it's baseball, but you already got at least a few months of it, April, May, June, maybe a little bit of July. Uh, March Madness would have gone forward, gone off without a hitch. Uh, And then you'd potentially start the NFL season late, but maybe only a month or so, But it happened in the middle or early to mid-March where everything was going on. Start (laughs) of baseball, uh, basketball uh, playoff, postseason push, March Madness. It couldn't have been a worse time.
1: So you're putting me in a very awkward situation. But I realize that it's a very selfish situation as well. So if, in fact, I need to make a sacrifice for the greater good, I'm at least open to it. But I am at least scheduled, as we speak, Dave, to be married on July 25th. Congratulations, so, man. Well, well, thank you. But again, I mean, yeah, I know, don't, right. So, so to your, this is where I'm at from my job, my life, my sense of happiness outside of the happiness that I have with my current fiance who I live with. So outside of that, but just, you know, state of mind when it comes to sports, you're 100% right. If it hit in July, July 1st, then we would have been able to cope. And it's almost like, okay, we're used to more of a downtime. There's a lot more looking ahead and the NFL will still happen. Even if it's a month later, there's no canceling that season. But on the other hand, I have to deal with a household now of a canceled wedding. Yeah. So, that's
0: not. I'll take no basketball. <laughs> we you also, know, it's crazy. Uh, you and I have discussed this multiple times and I'm sure many people don't feel the same sorrow that, that you and I do, but, the XFL, man, I was
1: crushing
0: oh. the XFL. Yes, uh, sir. Right. Those lines were very soft. Not only the lines, betting the money lines on on home dogs at plus 300, plus 250 and getting you know, consistent wins because there's so much parity to start the season off. And it seemed like the market was just overreacting every single week. The XFL um, shutting the doors as well. And I don't know. Are they even going to come back at all after this? It seems like it could be hard for them to reemerge after getting through less than half a season uh, in their inaugural inaugural year. Well, second year, but, you know, since returning right. after, what, 2001. Um, yeah. They lost lost everything.
1: That's an interesting point because I guess you figure because of the level of success, you have a couple of guys who have gone on and signed with NFL teams, and rightfully so they played their tails off in five weeks. But I guess I just assumed that, like everything, it's just a matter of time before something picks back up, knowing, of course, the season is over, but they would start up again. But I guess to your point, there really is only a small window where yeah. you can get this thing going, and it was it's March, it's the start of March. And then you kind of roll through. I guess technically they started, what, February, really? So February, March, into the end, I guess, of March and start of April would be playoffs. But that's kind of it, right? Because you're dealing with, then NBA, NHL playoffs, and into the summertime, where you know at that point you you're just gone, and everything is moved into the NFL.
0: I know it's 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 rough, man. It really that's a is tough but loss.
1: That's, you're right, man.
0: Opening week was February eighth, so like what a week after the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, uh, so yeah, they played five weeks, which makes sense because sports have sports have been shut down. This would be the third week, right? Yeah. Okay, so four weeks. Yeah, it's pretty much right on target with our timeline. XFL, remember, they were trying to play right until the very end. (laughs) Somebody in Seattle got it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we ever found out who that was. Not that I would have known who he was anyway.
1: Right. but, but. But that seemed to be like, okay, patient zero in the XFL. Come on, guys. They were already planning on doing it without fans. I know.
0: And I'm hoping... You know, not to get too far down the the rabbit hole, but I'm this hoping, whole
1: hit is a rabbit hole, brother. Yeah,
0: it really, it really <laughs> is, man. Everything is at this point. If that's you don't, right. you're going to run out of material. You know, that's right. Uh, the I'm assuming at least, and I'm no expert, but that these leagues make a return f- without fans first.
1: Yes, it's I would hard, think that.
0: Yeah, it's hard to believe that. Uh, everything's going to set the dust is going to settle quickly enough uh, for them to just bring fans back in. But I have seen ideas floated around out there that, you know, the, the NBA um, could see Adam Silver said, they're doing a lot of brainstorming and they've been a pretty innovative league. Look how well they, they reformed the uh, all-star game and everybody loved that. They've been at the forefront of a lot of this. And matter of fact, they were the reason at least early on that all of these other leagues um, closed up shop or at least suspended their seasons. It was because the NBA made that initial decision. So I'm just hoping that uh, we begin to see some something put in place, some type of infrastructure developed where, where we start to get an idea of when we might be able to return. But uh, I, at this point, none of us have any idea, and we're just going to have to keep talking about sports that maybe we never even heard of.
1: Yeah, or try to find things on the global market that we can bet on, like a beer pong tournament or the U.S. birth (laughs) rate. But I'm curious, what do you think is more likely to happen? Because I know that there is a lot of blowback. LeBron James has been the biggest voice saying, I don't know if we could do this. I don't know if we could do this. Look, I, I get it. In the middle of this early, hopefully not long, of a stage that we're in so we can start coming out of it, but I get that there's frustration immediately of, man, It's so much different playing in front of 40,000 people than not. But I wonder, Major League Baseball, and this is why I asked Dave, because Major League Baseball came out with that Jeff Passon tweet towards the weekend, which is basically like, hey, baseball and the Players Association say, if we can't have fans in the building, then we're not going to do it. And then there's a little caveat saying, you know, making sure that the people and the team and the essential personnel. But I wonder if faced with, maybe the NHL is a better example because there's not as much money tied to it like the $700 million plus with the NBA. But I wonder if faced with, all right, we run like a small playoff type scenario with no fans, or we just shut down until next year. I wonder what they do at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. There was an article uh, late last year on, on MarketWatch saying that um, the, they're predicting that the industry, the sports betting industry, is going to be a seven to eight billion dollar business in the U.S. alone within the next few years. Uh, it, the the DFS industry, the sports industry alone, just in terms of how many people work in sports, uh, and 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 how many people work in in sports betting and in the fantasy. Well, there there is so much that I mean, how long can you how long can you keep the lid on this before? everything starts to get even worse. I, I really don't know the answer to that, but there is, there is so much money in this that I at least would have thought they'd be working on solutions and if they had to play without fans, yeah, it certainly uh, isn't helping the organizations in terms of revenue, but uh, I, I would think that they would have at least explored something like that because the industry surrounding professional sports is just massive. How much longer do you go?
1: I don't know. I really don't. I mean, you're, I guess the expectation is, and I've seen it presented as a V curve, where you have this precipitous sharp drop, and then hopefully it's not a U, it's a V, where you're not down long, but maybe it could be more of a U as well. But either way, it's it's a sharp down, and then however long you're down, you're down, and then it's a sharp back up, because I guess the idea is that people just continue that people will pour back in. Yeah, I, you you would you would think so. I mean, what would prevent it? I guess being laid off, right? And and really having an impact. That's actually, I guess, what what it would be. Because you're right, all the the billions of dollars associated to the sports gaming industry and the betting industry would probably come back in fold sooner than later unless the economy itself, meaning the people that make it work, have been laid off to an extent where it's like, ah, food or taking Pat Mahomes to win the MVP.
0: Right, absolutely Right. I've actually spoken to, to someone pretty knowledgeable on the situation, a really smart guy, uh, that, that when, I, when I posed that question with some concerns, like, you know, when it returns, if the economy is in the tank uh, and they're sitting there with, 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 you know, not a lot of flexibility financially, what are they doing with that small amount of financial – or with uh, disposable income that they have? And he said he wasn't too concerned about it because – this is a part of people's daily lives. I mean, they live for this. You and I live for this yeah. stuff. Uh, obviously, if it comes to feeding your family uh, or betting on sports, that's different. But if it comes to maybe eating out twice a week uh, or 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 being able to to enjoy yourself in your spare time, then you might have a, then you might have some 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 hope. But yeah, it, it's tough to say. Neither of us are you know economists or or medical right. experts. But when I look at this, something strange occurred to me the other day where uh, about three or four days ago, I'm laying in bed. It's like 11 o'clock. And and I thought to myself, it's scary that I have already acclimated to this new life where, uh, you know, the first week or so I'm I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? This is miserable. But you know, as humans, we adjust and that's almost unfortunate. Now, the, the the question will be, when this returns, are are people gonna have the same enthusiasm or will they have already um will they have already adapted to that new life and say, well, I don't necessarily need it. I'm hoping it's the former. But I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. It is truly unprecedented.
1: Yeah, and I think it, there's a difference right between I guess stages, as you mentioned, where it's like this first thing of, okay, clearly your life has changed depending yeah. on how much you're out. Now I'm not outside the house. So you could argue I've been preparing for this for, you know, last couple of years, being able to work really like the last year or so. Same with me.
0: I work from home as well.
1: Now, how often though, are you actually out and about outside I, of work?
0: I mean, I i don't I don't commute to work, but um, not having the, the ability to do that when you want to uh, is I think just as as frustrating as anything else. So I, I don't. But I'm more so talking about adjusting to the fact that there's no sports whatsoever, and then you start to you start to to stop thinking like, oh man, seven p.m. no games, you know. Yeah. And then two weeks later, that thought no longer enters your mind. You're no longer think, uh, I don't have any games today. This it's just you know kind of this is life, and and in in a sense you you forget that. W- you 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 what do they say it takes like twenty one days to to create a, a routine or a habit uh, yeah I think that's right there. yeah we're we're almost there, so um I don't know the answer to it, but it's just something I had thought about the other day that you know made me really think about about how all of this goes when sports ultimately do return
1: so there is one thing that that I think if the people above, meaning, you know, the suits and the bosses and the corporate people that are in charge of the shows that you and I do on a daily basis, if they're listening, and, and I think a lot of them are, and Dave Lochran's joining us at lofty underscore D, Sirius XM Fantasy, awesomo.com, at awesomo underscore com as well on Twitter. I, I think that if anything, people will realize that this particular medium, sports talk, is able and flexible to do more than just even even like general stuff that we might talk about on our shows as you mentioned and alluded to earlier uh, dave pardon me about this whole thing with um breaking down the barriers of actually being able to talk about sports and something else i was thinking about a tv show then that's why i jumped off sorry but something like shows or something like, you know, what you're doing in your day to day. But now I feel like people will listen more if we're able to go off into even serious stuff, because to your point about talking about the economy and how things work, I mean, we're just individuals, but I think we're perceptive enough to say that we're going through it and can actually talk about it and reflect on it. So maybe that is, is don't know, a tertiary benefit of this is not being able, not only you and I and others being able to talk about a whole lot more, but also being able to get the confidence from people above and being like, all right, yeah, you know, if they want to talk stocks because he knows about stocks or they want to talk about something else. then that's okay. In sports talk as opposed to just, man, all right, we're back to sports X's and O's and nuts and bolts.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you. Having that flexibility is nice. Um, and you know, the just personalities in general are paramount to people continuing to tune in. Like, you know, there, there might be might be some shows where there's, there, there, you're tuning in for the for your host for the right. personality, and you're willing to go the relatability, all of that stuff, especially in times like this. Um, all all of that plays pretty heavily into it. I sports I, sports talk. I I worry about less than anything else uh, in terms of the enthusiasm. Because I don't think that goes anywhere. Uh, if, there's, if there's a host you like, if there's a channel you really like, uh, and they provide you good information, and you're entertained listening to them, you're going to continue to tune in no matter what.
1: I agree. So with that said, I'm curious because you've had now, well, we're in the same area. So I feel like this is week three for us, right? On like a quarantine, just basically stayed the hell home order.
0: My first day was, so I had a hockey game. Wednesday three Wednesdays ago I think it was okay Um, so yeah
1: this is week three man you're almost at 21 days
0: yep that that was the last night I had any type of social interaction outside of you know saying hi to my neighbors and having a quarantine birthday party (laughs) the other the other day where everybody stood 10 feet or more apart and drank beers and took shots you need that man
1: you do you do right one more way (laughs) To that. All right. So I'm curious now that that you've had a couple of days, I mean really three weeks if you look at it. And this whole thing jumped, it was new to me, this stupid beer pong tournament that I guess Post Malone (laughs) is hosting. But there are other things out there as well. So I don't know. Are you a gamer? Do you I have a PlayStation 4? I'm waiting for the new PS5. I'm not on there to the point where I would twitch me playing a game and, and, you know, allow me to be laughed at. If I'm twitching a game, I'm doing like a talk show or talking to people. But I I don't also, I play, you know, four games. I play the show, Madden, basketball, and golf. So that's my limit. But at the same time, a lot of people are playing more video games now. I'm sure that both stocks and Sony and Microsoft are, are not suffering, if any. So there are odds on the global market on which one will sell, in their first month, because they're both coming out this year, the new PS5 or the Xbox X Series X. So I don't know how much familiarity you have with either, but we could talk our way through this if you want. Sure. PlayStation and, uh, Five is minus two seventy five. Xbox Series X is plus one eighty five.
0: So I guess we'd have to dig into the specs on this one. I, I, I got to say though, I dusted off. The, I have a PlayStation Four as well. I think a nice. PlayStation Four Pro. I I I, th- I don't know. I probably maybe not. Who knows. Uh, Dusted it off uh, in 2019 to play Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep, uh, and it was the greatest decision of my life. And now any game I play, I can't find any joy in it that isn't a sports game. Uh, but yeah, that that was incredible. Waiting on that new GTA. I I love those those type of games, man. They make how fast?
1: The See, I burned through the Red Dead. I burned through to the point at which I was disappointed because it felt short, even it's though what a short
0: I, game though, that's a no, <laughs> game.
1: but that's, that just shows you how much I was. I think I was sitting there. I, I reverted back to like a, a 14, 15 year old, right. Where it's like, I'm not doing anything for the next couple of days. I got a new game out. And I think I sat there for like 30 hours and <laughs> just because like you, I wasn't playing much of the system beforehand and I loved the first game, and I was waiting for the second one to come out. And I was like, all right, boom, I played it. And I burned through it so fast that I looked back and was like, I didn't even put a tweet out. I was like, oh, man, that game felt too short. And then I stepped back for a second. And I was like, wait a second. I didn't do anything else yeah. for the last two days except play this Crazy. game. Eitan, I was setting
0: alarms <laughs> alarms on my phone while I was in the basement playing it because nice. I'd lose track of time. Nice. Nice. You know, I'd be like, all right, I got to get upstairs by midnight, no later than 1 o'clock. I'd look at my phone. It's 3.30 or something. You know, (laughs) just outrageous how you lose time. So now I'm setting timers to make sure. I got lost in that game. It was great. But I wonder why PlayStation is minus 275. Is it just that the specs for this are are currently more appealing than the Xbox Series X, or is the Xbox not released? I know because I know the PlayStation 5 just released their specs like, uh, a couple of weeks ago.
1: Right. So I think, well, yes, I'm sure the specs are, and I'm going to try to get it up here as we talk. The specs, I'm sure are going to play a role in it. I do wonder if the PlayStation is has always been more popular to some extent. I just feel like, I, I don't know, I, I don't think it's, and look, I don't have any distaste or distaste or disdain even towards the Xbox, I'm not anti or anything, I just, I don't know, for some reason I feel like the PlayStation is a little more popular, and maybe that's it, I mean, again, it looks like the Xbox has a slightly faster computer and moderately faster GPU, the PlayStation 5 likely has faster storage. Both are a sizable jump. And I think, I don't know. I mean, it might be a small or slim difference between the specs where it's not like one's going to be amazing in one area and struggle in the other. And then it's the opposite for the Xbox. It's
0: probably a popularity thing, yeah. And I guess based on what they've seen sell in the past, I would have to assume that's got something to do with it. Um, were you, a, were you an N64
1: or a PlayStation guy back in the day? See, I had PlayStation. I don't know okay. what it was. I think, you know, now that I look back, I think I got caught up in PlayStation bias because the PlayStation was always a sleeker machine and it was never clunky. And the, the Super... Well, it was the the Dreamcast, right? Um, SNS, Super Nintendo was, was a little sleeker than... GameCube was, was out there. GameCube, right. And I always felt like the PlayStation and then the PS2 was just a sleek machine. So I, I've been raised on the PlayStation. I've right. gone from PS to PS2 to PS3 to PS4. And I even like you, when you're saying you know, you, you had to dust it off, it's not like I was jammed in it, playing it every day, but I always had it. And I also had it for the Blu-ray before we don't need that anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I had a I had a um PlayStation 2, but I did have a N sixty-four with Goldeneye, and that's, you know, one of the all-time classic games ever.
1: Now, that's got to be, that's like the, what, the public enemy or the KRS-One to Drake, right, where it's like the godfather of the genre, right, Goldeneye?
0: Got to be. When you talk to people like myself that aren't really versed in, in the video game world, and like I said, loved Red Dead Redemption, there's a few games I really enjoyed, but outside of that, I'm not routinely buying games and, and, and getting deep into it. When you ask them what's the great, your best video game around my age, I'm I'm 33. Like, what's the best game you ever played? They always come back to GoldenEye. It
1: was just one of those games. For our, how old are you, time? I'm 41, but I'm right. I'm with you. I mean, we're... A little.
0: You were playing like you at that time. You would have been what you're eight years older than me. Even at your age at the time, GoldenEye was still the most oh sure popular thing out there.
1: Look, I, I mean people were, you know, smoking weed and playing Goldeneye in college for years. So that was like the whole thing. Right. right? You, you bring a case of beer over, you know, a couple bags of whatever you're smoking and you burn two or three nights easily on like a tournament. People were betting on it. It, it was oh, yeah. like a, it was a betting thing. It was like it was a poker game except it was Goldeneye. And you would have all the other goodies around you. Wish I was around for that. <laughs> now all right, I'm curious because i don't know anything about this show do you know about american idol no
0: but i see these odds and that's uh
1: yeah (laughs) oh i didn't realize that so basically the the, i see the idol the only thing i hear have here is the gender right of the winner yeah so you have female and male which are both minus 110 and then you have transgender which is plus eighteen hundred. Now I don't know about the show, so I didn't know if there's a transgender person on the show. I assume there has to be this year, right? I, I, I that would be
0: a really strange. Those would be really strange odds uh, if there wasn't a transgender candidate on air. So
1: okay, uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming there is. Uh, is it also safe to assume that the transgender person that's on the show is is one of the worst singers? Only because the odd uh, like. If you looked at that's this That's a good
0: point. Right? Yeah, because if if they were in the running like an Well actually, how far into season 18 are we? That's that's uh, the big
1: question. Now you're putting me on the spot. Hold on. Season right? 18. Right, we got to figure
0: that out because if we're if we're I, it's, I actually saw it on TV the okay. other day when when I was flipping through the channel. So episode I know 10 is this on.
1: week. It, what? Episode 10 is this week. Uh. March, it's actually airing tonight as we speak. So then there's
0: got to, there has got to be somebody that isn't great but is still there and expected to get the, the, the boot pretty shortly.
1: Correct, who happens got to it. be a transgender person. Right. Yeah, because other, like there's no long-shot value there, right, based on somebody who can't sing or struggling to sing all of a sudden turning into a, a tenor. Right. All right. That's, that's, all right. So let's look at this. No, I look, I, I think that's that's interesting because look, if it were the same, let's just look at this and say female was minus one ten, transgender was minus one ten, and male was plus eighteen hundred. Right. And wouldn't you be led to believe that the remaining men on the show are the worst of the singers?
0: Absolutely. But the way that it's set up here, there like we have there has to be there has to be one of the three, at least, still left. And one of them has to be considerably worse at singing than the others. That's, right. that's, that's all it comes down to at this point. I might have to do some digging into this.
1: Okay, cool. All right, now, now, Dave, I do want to end on this because we have a couple minutes here, and I always appreciate it, at Laughy underscore D as well on Twitter. You can follow Dave there at SiriusXM Fantasy. You can hear weekends, 3 to 5, and, of course, the big one, awesomo.com, at awesomo.com. Underscore com. So these odds on this beer pong tournament, I have no idea. And I was mentioning this earlier. I slipped I was talking about Danny Amendola as the favorite here. And Mike Clevenger, Clevenger, right, is the mm-hmm. number two favorite. Post Malone is hosting it. Barstool's in this. Gronkowski and Camille Kostek is in it. Johnny Manziel is plus 1,200. Machine Gun Kelly. Isn't that the guy that Eminem ripped?
0: Yes. Yeah. They they went back and forth for for quite some time. Yes, they did. He's at plus fourteen hundred. Mark. He was Stroman? also,
1: by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. No. Please. I. I have no idea.
0: He was also in the. Um, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. Yes, uh, Motley Crue was Motley it? Motley Crue. Yes, it, that movie was great. It was on Netflix, and he was uh, he was Tommy Lee.
1: Okay. Now I'm curious because you saw that, right? Yeah. I this like is. It. So this is beer pong. We used to call it Gettysburg College. We used to call it Beirut. I never know why or, or knew why. but The I, Dirt, I, by the way, was the movie, The Dirt. The Dirt. Okay, perfect. And I'm curious, is he a tall guy? He looks like he's a skinny dude, like he could be tall. Is he a tall guy? Because you need reach in beer pong. Yeah,
0: I feel like some t- it's tough to say. You know what? I'll, I'll pull it up right now. The, the, the greatest thing about Google
1: is, this is everything. Stats, right?
0: All the information we need is right at our fingertips. So, Machine Gun Kelly, height, weight, he's 6'3".
1: I'm telling you, that's one. You're a tall guy, too. How tall are you, Six twos? right?
0: Yeah, almost 6'2", you know, 6'2", 190. He's 6'3 he's three and, a half and 168. That's incredibly thin.
1: It is, and I feel like he's got great reach, so the three guys I'd look at are the NFL guys, Gronk and Travis Kelsey. And I guess Manziel, well, Gronk's at plus 1,000, but Manziel's at plus 1,200. Wouldn't you go with the quarterback here? Look, we're not asking Manziel to throw a football through a tire, but right. beer pong, I feel like it, it's it's all yours. You, you can finish it up with this. It's all yours. Who do you like, I don't so know. I was, <laughs> we're, we're doing God's work here. Seriously, uh, well, this is real stuff. People are going to listen to this. And oh, say, I'm well you know, aware. I want a thousand dollars listening to Dave break down what the hell's happening on the Ballina Cup.
0: I'm going to have some action. I will tell you that much. Uh, here, here's the here's the thing. I wonder about your your pitchers and your and your football players, particularly quarterbacks. The accuracy is probably there hmm. or so with with the pitcher, but do we have to worry about them overpowering this? Right, like they're not used to just Floating balls up. Good point. And, and and life could get a little bit difficult for them. It's a it's a tough call because Trevor Bowers in there as well. Uh, Marcus Stroman is in there. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, good pitchers, like quality pitchers in this tournament. I'm gonna stick. I, I'm gonna go with 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 the pitchers here. But it is interesting that like Mike Clevenger is plus six hundred. His former teammate Trevor Bauer, is plus twelve hundred. It might just be because that guy um, could have a fit and, and toss the table over uh, because we know that he's one he, he's, uh, he's to get a little rowdy. Right. Uh, but I, I, think I'm, I think I go with the pitcher here and, and, and play it somewhat safe. But if, if it's going to be Clevenger, uh, give me plus 1,200 on Trevor Bauer. I'm going to assume he can keep his cool, good pitcher, uh, and he's
1: going he's to run the table. All right, well, I, I have to just throw one more thing in here because you opened up the door. Is there any theory? You've got, speaking of soft hands, right? You've got Tyler Sagan in there. I and yeah, I wonder if he kind of walks that line between being able to have some soft and quick hands without being just a brute force guy like a pitcher or even a quarterback. I'd be all right. I'd be okay with, I'd be all right with that. I Do, do we have to look at
0: some of the, what, what if you're talking about, you know, say a machine gun Kelly or right. non athletes, because sometimes they're the greatest at beer pop, you know, they're sneaky good.
1: Correct. Now that's a great point, brother. All right, man. I, I appreciate it. I've kept you long enough.
0: No, always man. I'm willing to do this whenever, by the way, I did some, uh, I, I did some some, some research uh, on this American I- Idol. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, season 18. Uh, and it appears they're plus, eight, uh, transgender is plus 1,800 because apparently books don't believe that uh, the country's ready for it yet. That's what we're seeing here, uh, ah. at least due to a little bit of analysis I've looked at on Sports Insider.
1: You know, it's unfortunate, but I could see that playing a role as well. Now it might be a little different depending on if this person's able to make it deep to the finals. And now there's a conversation, but yeah, I, unfortunately I, I could see that kind of, look at this, man, you are going third level going deep, on man. this you level got of to. analysis. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You. You know,
0: <laughs> maybe if you're a progressive and you think that uh, the world is ready, that plus 1800 is looking good for you. Hey, look, all it takes is one is Simon Cowell still on the show. I, I don't even know who the judges are anymore. I have no idea. Let me, let me say this much, though. I believe that, for the most part, America is fair. And if you're the best singer, th- th- it's a meritocracy, right? You're, if you're the best singer and that's what matters, I'm not totally convinced that we're not ready as long as you are the best out there. That's all I care about in everything when it comes to life. If you're the best, you get the job.
1: You win the tournament, you win the championship, you, you whatever. Win the, the contest, just be the best. You know, it's like that one or two basketball teams you can identify for futures as you get closer to the tournament and say, just, just get me to the Sweet sixteen. You know, yep. if, if I can get to the Sweet 16, that team's good enough on defense, or that team's good enough in a, to shoot the three, that team's good enough defending the perimeter where I can take my chances and actually see them winning at all. And you're right, if if you get this one person deep into this tournament, American Idol tournament, it's going to be hard to just rest on. Well, the country's not ready if that person's the best singer. That's all that matters to me. I don't I'm care. Amazing. Amazing. See, look at this. We have to do the Masked Singer and Survivor next. All right. We'll that, that is the time.
0: worst show I've ever <laughs> seen in I've my life. seen I've, an episode. Have
1: you tuned into any of it? No, no. I'm I'm on like Ozark, Mr. Robot, Westworld, all the stuff that's oh, I'm keeping talking, me yeah,
0: up. Yeah, Yeah, actually, I, 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 television. No. But my wife and I had heard all about this. this is like a year ago, he said, "Let's just turn it on and see what it is." We didn't make it through 20 minutes. It, it is. <laughs> it, it it is it is really something else.
1: Oh, man. All right, one more time. com is the NBA 2K Sim Bracket Challenge. It's going on now, right, where you can That's win 15 right. yeah, grand. You
0: can, yeah, go to awesomo.com, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and uh, you'll see the NBA 2K drop down. We also got the NFL Sims going on, and uh, Fanduel tonight has a $10,000 free roll contest. So jump into that. Wow. $1,000 to first, completely free to enter. NFL, uh, Sims, Madden, Sims, NBA 2K Sims. We got it all happening, man.
1: Awesome stuff, Dave. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Radio knows times are
0: crazy, and we want to help with a chance at $1,000. Text the nationwide
1: keyword. Especially with the NFL draft coming up, that's probably the biggest area to hit on futures. But there is a couple of, I guess maybe the biggest thing to pop from chatting with Dave towards the end, trying to figure out what's happening with these television shows. But I do want to go back at least to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, and I wonder why. That's a pretty significant difference. I mean, you're talking about pretty much close to 3-1 to odds versus Xbox, which is at plus 185, nearly 2-1 to when it comes down to top unit sales in the first month. Now, this is the first month of both combined, so not necessarily having to drop on the same day. It's more a matter of looking at it across the board. And I think the difference, if you want to look at it specifically – is popularity. And I think that there is still a trust factor. I don't know why people haven't switched over or why you haven't seen maybe a bigger push for things to switch over, if you will. But the biggest thing for PlayStation is this brand association. And I still think that there are people out there that associate the Xbox as something clanky, boxy not I mean, they even had to change the controller think about that that's probably one of the key elements in looking at all of this is Xbox had to change their controller in order to conform more with what the PlayStation controller was the Xbox control this is Xbox 1 all right that came out initially it might have been the one right before that but still you're talking about a couple of consoles into this where you had to make a cognizant decision to essentially say, okay, our controller is clunky, our controller is boxy, it's a pain in the ass for people, we can't compete with the gameplay. Not game on the screen, not what you're actually physically having your player or character do, but simply the means in which you're doing it. The controller itself is a problem. And that is going to invite trust issues. That's going to invite whether or not, if you're going to look at one or the other, well, I don't know, which, which system, which console am I going to roll with? Well, you could try them out. You know, you remember when you were going to stores, the Targets or the big box stores of the world, you'd have the display out there. Uh, Madden, whatever it would be, the display would be out there. And then you start playing it and you realize, well, man, this Xbox thing is pretty big. Like, yeah, it doesn't look that much different at all, From the PlayStation demo, but they were right next to each other. So even if you didn't have any idea about these consoles and it was all brand new to you, they were right next to each other to the point at which it was okay, it was pretty obvious just through feel what you would rather play with, which would be a PlayStation controller. So it doesn't matter about games that are specific to PlayStation or games that are specific to the Xbox. What truly matters is trust. What truly matters is how much you trust a system. And that's why I think PlayStation has that brand name association that Microsoft is still building. And it might just be because Xbox and Microsoft, the Microsoft Xbox, it was associated with that. But you don't even hear people say Sony PlayStation. Oh, I got a Sony PlayStation. You don't even hear Sony associated with it. It's so separate from it. What are the odds, Eitan Shander, Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. At Shander Show is how you follow me on Twitter. It's a busy program. we got a bunch left to go this week, all presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Coronavirus, what
0: you need to know. As parents and kids throughout the world take a COVID-19 hiatus from work and school, we're all finding new ways to virtually socialize.